Today's broadcast of the Christian Worldview was previously aired. So, who is Bill Gates? And why does he want to vaccinate every single person in the world? That's the topic we'll discuss today right here on the Christian Worldview radio program, where the mission is to sharpen the biblical worldview of Christians and to share the good news that all people can be reconciled to God through faith in Jesus Christ. There's not many ways, but there is one way. Our website is thechristianworldview.org. You can find out more about the program by visiting there. And thank you for joining us on the program today. Just a little program announcement to start that uh, I think there may have been an announcement on American Family Radio uh, Network for those listeners there that our program might be moving to a different time slot. Well, we're going to be staying in the same time slot right here live at 8 to 9 a.m. Central Time on AFR. Now, some of you hear this program at different times throughout the weekend and maybe even podcasters throughout the week, but the program airs Saturday mornings from 8 to 9 a.m. Central Time Live. So we'll be in the same time slot as we've always been on AFR. Let's get to our topic for today. Who is Bill Gates and why does he want to vaccinate every person in the world? Now, Bill Gates is the second wealthiest person in the world, right after Jeff Bezos, who who overtook him, owns Amazon. Uh, Gates's net worth is over $100 billion. He made his money as the co-founder of Microsoft Corporation, which basically popularized personal computing software uh, to the whole world back in the 1970s and 1980s. I mean, he was on the the front end of the whole computer generation. Now he's age 64 years old, and he's stepped down from Microsoft, although he still has involvement in the company, but he's not kicking back in his retirement. In fact, he's moved into a new field that impacts every single person in the world, and that's health. His foundation, which is the Bill and Melinda Gates, that's his wife's name, Melinda, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is the largest uh, charity in the world and focuses on finding cures for illnesses, especially in third world or what they call developing nations. They do other things beyond health, but they're very focused on finding a polio vaccine, and now they've been very involved in this whole coronavirus pandemic. Now, lo and behold, back in 2015, and the audio maybe some of you have probably heard by now, we'll play it today, Bill Gates gave a TED Talk, one of those short motivational talks about an important issue of the day, where he basically prophetically described the greatest threat to the world as not a nuclear weapon, but a future viral pandemic like Ebola, but that went more around the world. So now, five years later, in response to COVID-19, Bill Gates is advocating for vaccinating every person, 7 billion people in the world, against the coronavirus. I mean, what a wonderful ambition, right? Who wouldn't want to be vaccinated? Who doesn't want to not get the coronavirus? Who doesn't want everyone in the world to, quote, be healthy and, quote, safe? Well, there's much more to it than those superficial, altruistic ambitions. And this weekend on The Christian Worldview, we're going to examine the question, who exactly is Bill Gates? And why does he want to vaccinate every person in the world? Now, just in case you think I'm exaggerating by saying that he wants to vaccinate every single person in the world, here's Bill Gates uh, recently being uh, interviewed about this. The most urgent invention in the world right now is a vaccine that prevents you from getting COVID-19. What vaccines do is they teach your immune system about the pathogen. So the Gates Foundation, along with a great number of partners, are looking at these different efforts. We've never created a new vaccine in less than five years. So this is urgent and it's gonna require incredible collaboration it's gonna have to go to 7 billion people. So I am optimistic that one of the vaccine efforts will give us vaccines in the next 18 months. And we'll make sure that it's produced in volume and that it's accessible to everyone in the world. That's how we're gonna end this pandemic. Wow, yeah, I've heard that sound a couple of times now and getting ready for the program. I'm sitting here just thinking, 
I just can't believe the things he's saying in that particular soundbite. This is going to be for seven, going to have to be seven billion people in the world vaccinated. This is this is urgent. The the biggest invention right now of all things that could possibly be invented in the world is a vaccination for coronavirus. It's going to take incredible uh, collaboration, he said. Wow. Okay, that's Bill Gates. So who is Bill Gates? In case you don't know very much about him, I just took off Wikipedia just a few uh, things about him uh, just to give you some background on his, you know, who he is, how he grew up and so forth. He said, uh, or it's written about him, his real name is William Henry Gates III. He was born in 1955. He's an American business magnate. That's an understatement. Uh, software developer, inventor, and ph- philanthropist. He is best known as the co-founder of Microsoft, as I mentioned. He is one of the best-known entrepreneurs and pioneers of the microcomputer revolution of the 70s and 80s. Now, again, just back to that soundbite. This is the second richest person in the entire world, and he has the richest charity in the entire world. So you have to understand that when you have that kind of position and that kind of money, that means you have all kinds of power. Uh, to enact what you want to do. You just need to be a political leader to do that because he has great influence over political leaders. He was born and raised in Seattle, Washington. He co-founded Microsoft with his childhood friend, Paul Allen, in 1975 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It went on to become the world's largest personal computer software company. He led the company as chairman and CEO until stepping down as CEO in January 2000. So he's actually not been CEO of Microsoft uh, for the last 20 years. But he remained chairman of Microsoft and now has become, I believe what his current thing is, he's the chief software architect. In June 2006, he announced that he would be transitioning to a part-time role at Microsoft in full-time work at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation the private foundation that he and his wife established in the year 2000. Uh, since 1987, he has been included in the Forbes list of the world's wealthiest people uh, from 95 to 2017. So that was, what, 22 years. Uh, he held the Forbes title of the richest person in the world all but four of those years. In October 27, he was surpassed by Amazon founder and CEO Jeff Bezos, who, by the way, is involved in all sorts of businesses, including owning the Washington Post. So he not only controls the items you order on Amazon, but he also controls what you hear in the news. Uh, Let's see here, going, skipping down here. Uh, November 2019, Gates had an estimated net worth of $107 billion dollars. Uh, Later in his career and since leaving day-to-day operations at Microsoft in 2008, uh, Gates pursued a number of philanthropic endeavors. He donated large amounts of money to various charitable organizations and scientific research programs. Um, He's running, as I mentioned, the world's largest charity. Uh, In 2009, Gates and Warren Buffett, another billionaire, founded, quote, the Giving Pledge, whereby they and other billionaires pledge to give at least half of their wealth to philanthropy. Uh, the foundation says that it works to save lives and improve global health uh, and is working with Rotary International to eliminate polio. Now, just a, a short chronology of Bill Gates' life, his parents, his dad was a prominent lawyer, his mother served on the board of directors for a banking system in the United Way. Um, he has an older sister and a younger sister. He was he, At age 13, he was enrolled in a private prep school where he wrote his first software program at age 13. Now you got to remember there this is like there was nothing going on for personal computing at this time and Bill Gates at age 13 is writing, you know, software programs. Uh, he took an interest in programming now for you computer uh, geeks out there, you'll understand this, I don't, but took an interest in programming the GE system in quote basic the programming and he was excused from math classes to pursue his interests. He wrote his first computer program on this machine, an implementation of tic-tac-toe that allowed users to play games against the computer. This is, again, the forerunner of all the, the gaming industry today, Bill Gates. He was fascinated by the machine and how it would always execute software code perfectly. He was a National Merit Scholar. Uh, he scored 1590 out of 1600 on the SAT test. I mean, he's probably only got one thing wrong in the entire test. Uh, he enrolled at Harvard 
Uh, in the autumn, in autumn of 1973, he chose a pre-law major, but took mathematics and graduate-level computer science courses as an undergraduate. While at Harvard, he met fellow student Steve Ballmer, who you go into business with later. Um, he dropped out of Harvard after two years and began working on uh, businesses that would eventually lead to Microsoft. Now, skip forward now to 2007, giving the history of Bill Gates here. It's good to get a background who this man is who wants to vaccinate every single person in the world. Uh, As of 2007, he and his wife, Melinda, um, have been involved, heavily involved there. They've been the second most generous philanthropist in America, having given over $28 billion to charity. And by the way, they are the largest donors to the World Health Organization, which is relevant right now, of course, with the coronavirus. And they're playing with the, the messaging of it and protecting China. Bill Gates is the, the biggest, uh, I think, at least personal uh, donor to the World Health Organization. Uh, they intend to leave their three children. They have three children together, Bill and Melinda. $10 million each as their inheritance uh, with only $30 million kept in the family only. They are expected to give away about 99.96 of their wealth. Now, just think about the amount of wealth. You might think, oh, $10 million each for their kids. Oh, that's, that's more than enough to get by. But keep in mind that $30 million is only 0.04% of their wealth. Okay? So they are... So wealthy, it's hard to even comprehend it, how, how wealthy they are and how much power and influence they have. The foundation, Bill and Melinda Gates, is organized into four program areas. Now listen to this, Global Development Division, Global Health Division, the United States Division, and Global Policy and Advocacy Division. What word do you see repeating in the four divisions? Global, global, global. The goal of the foundation is to provide 120 million women and girls in the poorest countries with high quality. This is another aspect of of the foundation. One of their goals is to provide 120 million women and girls in the poorest countries with high quality contraceptive information and services, read abortion and contraception, with the longer term goal of universal access to voluntary, how nice of him, family planning. Okay, so he's he's really big. Bill Gates is really big, not only into computers, that's what he was in, but he's really big into health now. He's into universal vaccination. He's into population control. And finally, as we'll get into later in the program, he's into data gathering. Okay, uh, moving on here. Um, here are some of his, um, okay, more personal on him. Gates married... Uh, Melinda French on a golf course, that was her maiden name, on the Hawaiian island of Lanai in 1994. They have three children. They reside in a home called Xanadu 2.0. Of course, Bill Gates has a a name that sounds like a software program. It's an earth-sheltered mansion in the side of a hill overlooking Lake Lake Washington near Seattle. In 2009, the property taxes in the mansion were reported to be, this is the property taxes, annual property taxes, one over $1 million a year just in property tax on a total assessed value of nearly $150 million. We'll take our first break of the day here on the Christian Worldview, and we'll come back and talk a little bit more about Bill Gates' background and then get into why would he possibly want to vaccinate every single person in the world. This is the Christian Worldview. I'm David Wheaton. Who is George Soros, and what does he believe? Are you religious? No. Do you believe in God? No. Soros told the independent newspaper in Great Britain, it is a sort of disease when you consider yourself some kind of God, the creator of everything. But I feel comfortable about it now since I began to live it out. Soros spends his billions to transform America into godless socialism. Be informed about him and the organizations he funds by ordering this George Soros resource bundle, which includes a 60-minute DVD, 60-page book, and 16-page follow-the-money chart and guide for a donation of $50 or more to the Christian Worldview. To order, call 1-888-646-2233 or write to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331, or visit thechristianworldview.org. That's thechristianworldview.org. 
The Bible says that children should be raised in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. There's nothing more important than sitting, walking, talking, and teaching your son or daughter to love and fear God. The church is swimming in children's resources, but it's ultra-important to select ones that accurately represent God, His Word, and the Gospel. At our store on thechristianworldview.org, we are intentional about offering resources that will build a sound and strong faith in children. You will find several Bibles for children, the Adam Raccoon book series, and Good News for Little Hearts series. We also have video and audio resources like Theo and Sugar Creek Gang. Browse them all at thechristianworldview.org and then use them daily with the child God has put in your life. That's thechristianworldview.org. Today's program was previously aired. While the content is relevant, some of the announcements may be dated. For current ministry news and offers, go to thechristianworldview.org. Just want to encourage you to go to our website, thechristianworldview.org, where you can find all sorts of resources, both for adults and children, books and DVDs and Bibles and Featured resources, you've heard about the How to Be Free from Fear of Death booklet. That has been a very, very popular current resource. You can get copies of that, multiples. It's very inexpensive, 50 cents a piece. Anyway, lots to do there on our website, including signing up for our free weekly email. When you get that weekly email, you get the preview for the program. You get links, the things we mentioned on the program. You get the short takes every week. And so that's a great way to be connected uh, with the Christian Worldview radio program. Today in the program, we're talking about who is Bill Gates and why does he want to vaccinate every single person in the world? And uh, we were going over in the first segment who he is, his background. He started Microsoft, and now he's gotten into uh, running the largest charity in the world called the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Speaking of his wife, they were married uh, back in 1994. They have three children. They have a gigantic home in Seattle. Uh, but let's get more into his worldview now. What 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 drives this this man? And he's a genius. We'll, we'll we'll give him that for sure. I mean, anyone who can start a company like Microsoft and run it and manage it and be worth a hundred billion this doesn't happen. There's a reason. There's only a couple people who have over a hundred billion dollars in the world without inheriting it like a king uh, or a Saudi prince or something. It's because they have cleverly been able to, to, to identify a need in society and develop something and bring it to market and everything else. This is not, not easy stuff. But what about his worldview? Back to Wikipedia, said in an interview with Rolling Stone, Gates stated in regard to his faith, quote, the moral systems of religion, I think, are super important. We've raised our kids in a religious way. They've gone to the Catholic Church that Linda goes to and I participate in. I've been very lucky, and therefore I owe it to try and reduce the in- inequity in the world. And that's, that's kind of a rig- religious belief, he says. I mean, it's at least a moral belief. Gates also said, I agree with people like atheist Richard Dawkins that mankind felt the need for creation myths. Before we really began to understand disease and the weather and things like that, we sought false explanations for them. Now, science has filled in some of the realm, not all, that religion used to fill. But the mystery and the beauty of the world is overwhelmingly amazing, and there's no scientific explanation of how it came about. To say that it was generated by random numbers, that does seem, you know, sort of an uncharitable view. I think it makes sense to believe in God, but exactly what decision in your life you make differently because of it, I don't know. Just let that sink in for a second. What exactly is he saying here? He's saying that, well, yeah, religion is kind of important for people, um, but we can't really rely on religion for anything. And God you know, maybe a belief in God is okay, but science teaches us new things, and I'm not sure why believing in God would change anything about you. You know, that's the incredible thing about someone so brilliant that they could make such a contradictory statement. You know, when you believe in the God of the Bible and you actually believe in him and his word, that changes exactly your life completely because now there is a God. How does that a God expect me to think and live? That's the next obvious question. 
And then if that God expects me to live that way, I should strive through the, when you're saved, through the power of the Spirit and being renewed and transformed in his word to live that way. So it affects everything about you and that he could say, in the end, I think it makes sense to believe in God, but exactly what decision in your life you make differently because of it, I don't know. Matter of fact, that's exactly wrong. It's It affects every decision in your life. Your worldview affects everything. Matter of fact, it affects Bill Gates's everything, his worldview that he's working to end inequity, as he calls it, uh, and do philanthropic work, is driven by his worldview. So that's who Bill Gates is. Now let's get to the the second question we had today. Why does he want to vaccinate every person in the world? Well, I I wrote down three potential reasons for this. I don't know the man, so I'm just going to guess at what his motivation uh, for wanting to vaccinate every person in the world. Number one, it could be just he's interested in people's health, uh, their safety, so more people don't get sick and die. Maybe the security of the world so the world doesn't fall into chaos as a result of another global pandemic. In other words, he's an altruistic person. That, that's the per, first possible. He's just out for the good of mankind. Second possible motivation is that he's after personal gain, not just for health and safety and security of the world, but he wants to personally gain by it. Now, he can personally gain by it a couple of different ways. He could personally gain for it by maybe it's a benefit to some of his investments. He's got, he may not be working for Microsoft full-time anymore, but a man like this has got his money invested in companies all around the world that he thinks are going to be successful that will enrich him even more. So there could be personal gain. Maybe he's invested. We're going to get into a second. Uh, into healthcare companies or, or certain uh, sectors of industry where there's going to be a huge benefit by vaccinating every person in the world. Or maybe the motivation of, of personal game is, is, is not just money. Maybe it's, it's personal pride and adulation. You know, maybe he wants to be seen as not just the founder of Microsoft. He invented you know, personal computing. Well, that's wonderful. But now we've moved on, and there's next guy coming up later who does the same thing, only bigger and better. No, Bill Gates wants to have a legacy forever of being the person who uh, ended pandemics in the world, who vaccinated every person, that he healed people of diseases. Let's see now, who else healed people of diseases that they're still talking about today? Oh, yeah, Jesus. That's right. Okay, so that's the second possible reason. Health, safety and security is number one motivation. Number two, personal gain, many maybe money or or position adulation in life. And again, I don't know his, his mind. I can't, I can't discern what his motivations are because the personal gain aspect of, of this is, let me just give you an example of where he could stand to gain. I, I received a, an email. Uh, and I have not investigated this, so I'm, I'm going to say this is not everything else in the program. We try to investigate, get factual accuracy on based on the word of God. This one is just an email I received. You can look it up for yourself yourself, but just an example of how someone like this could benefit financially uh, through a coronavirus. So he gave this talk I mentioned back in, in 2015, this TED Talk. As a matter of fact, I'll just play the first minute or so of that, and you can get an idea of what Bill Gates was thinking before everyone else was thinking it, by the way. I mean, people knew about pandemics and so forth, but you know, he goes and gives a TED Talk on it five years before it happens. Here's Bill Gates in 2015 talking about the biggest threat to the world is a pandemic. When I was a kid, the disaster we worried about most was a nuclear war. If anything kills over 10 million people in the next few decades, it's most likely to be a highly infectious virus rather than a war. Not missiles, but microbes. Now, part of the reason for this is that we've invested a huge amount in nuclear deterrence. But we've actually invested very little in a system to stop an epidemic. We're not ready for the next epidemic. The failure to prepare could allow the next epidemic to be dramatically more devastating than Ebola. So this is a serious problem. We should be concerned. But in fact, we can build a really good response system. We have the benefits of all the science and technology that we talk about here. We've got cell phones to get information from the public and get information out to them. We have satellite maps where we can see where people are and where they're moving. 
I mean, just even just consider this, what he just said. People have cell phones. We can gather data from them there. We have satellite maps. We can see where people are moving. He, he says this in such a nice manner. Like, isn't, isn't this wonderful that we can just track every person in the world? We have advances in biology that should dramatically change the turnaround time to look at a pathogen and be able to make drugs and vaccines that fit for that uh, pathogen. So we can have tools, but those tools need to be put into an overall global health system, and we need preparedness. Uh, What are the key pieces? Uh, First is we need strong health systems in poor countries. Uh, That's where uh, mothers can give birth safely, kids can get all their vaccines, but also where we'll see the outbreak very early on. Just notice the word safely, they can get their vaccines, third world countries. The reason that they're so focused on uh, third world or developing nations is the fact that those are the hardest folks to be able to track. There, there's, there's billions of them, and to be able to control the whole world, they don't all have cell phones there, so you can't track their movements. And th- th- even identifying who people are, your birth records, it's very difficult. So they, they start there with a, a much more – they don't have the same access to information we do in first world countries – so they're much more, oh, someone's going to help me you know, with childbirth and family planning, so to speak, and give me a vaccination for free? Oh, where do I sign up? There, there's very little skepticism uh, in, in these nations. And then we need to pair those medical people with the military, taking advantage of the military's ability to move fast, do logistics, and secure areas. Okay. Did you just hear that? So to implement this global health plan, we need to pair medical professionals with the military, okay, to to be able to move fast and to, quote, secure those areas. We need to do simulations, germ games, not war games, so that we see where the holes are. Finally, we need lots of advanced R&D in areas of vaccines and diagnostics. Now, I don't have an exact budget for what this would cost, but I'm quite sure it's very modest. compared to the potential harm. The World Bank estimates that if we have a worldwide flu epidemic, global wealth will go down by over $3 trillion. Okay, I'm going to stop it there. There's about another 30 seconds to go. We're coming against the break. Did you notice that if we have a global health pandemic, the world (laughs) economy is going to go down by $3 trillion? Well, I think it's been far, far more than that. That was Bill Gates back in 2015 hinting at who he is and what he's looking to do in the world. We'll come back and talk more about this after this break here on The Christian Worldview. David Wheaton here, host of The Christian Worldview. For over 15 years, our mission has been to sharpen the biblical worldview of Christians and to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. We pursue that mission on air through radio programs, in person hosting events, and online through audio, video, and print resources. We are an all-volunteer ministry, but have monthly operating expenses, the most significant being the cost of airtime on the station, website, or app on which you hear the radio program. We are looking for monthly partners so that each station or website is supported by its own listeners. The level of financial support for a given outlet is a key decision point whether we continue paying to broadcast there. To become a monthly partner of any amount, Call us toll-free, 1-888-646-2233, or visit thechristianworldview.org. Thank you for listening to and supporting The Christian Worldview. There's an abundance of Christian resources available, but the reality is that many of them, even some of the most popular, do not lead to a sound and strong faith. While there's only one perfect book, A key aim of the Christian worldview is to identify and offer resources that are biblically faithful and deepen your walk with God. In our online store, we have a wide range of resources for all ages, adult and children's books and DVDs, Bibles and devotionals, unique gifts, and more. So browse our store at thechristianworldview.org and find enriching resources for yourself, family, friends, small group, or church. You can also order by calling toll-free 1-888-646-2233. That's 1-888-646-2233. Or visit thechristianworldview.org.
Today's program was previously aired. While the content is relevant, some of the announcements may be dated. For current ministry news and offers, go to thechristianworldview.org. Well, thanks for joining us this day here on the Christian Worldview radio program. Almost said this morning, but I know the program airs at other times. And just again, back to our announcement we made at the top of the program that for our American Family Radio listeners, the program will be staying live at Saturday mornings from 8 to 9 a.m. Central Time, so same time slot on AFR as the program has always been. And we have so appreciated the partnership with American Family Radio over many, many years. Well, if you just joined us, we're talking about who is Bill Gates and why does he want to vaccinate every person in the world and we were getting to some of the, the motivations. Uh, was Is it just for, is he altruistic? Is, is health and safety and security of the world? Or secondly, could it be for personal gain? Is it is it about making money? Is he invested in products that uh, having a universal vaccine for seven, you know, selling a lot of computers is good. You know, selling, let's say, a billion computer programs is good. But what about having the uh, the patent or selling a vaccine to seven billion people around the world and getting governments to pay you for it? Well, that's That's pretty good business. And or is it the adulation of being, you know, the great healer in, in our generation? Well, I was playing that audio of his TED talk back in 2015 that he said the biggest threat to the world is a coming uh, viral pandemic. And almost prophetically saying this, there was about 30 seconds left. And I'm just going to describe after he talks about how there can be big financial incentive, even though he's working for his own charity now, how there can be very big financial incentive for what he's doing millions and millions of deaths. There's no need to panic. We don't have to hoard cans of spaghetti or go down into the basement. But we need to get going because time is not on our side. In fact, if there's one positive thing that can come out of the Ebola epidemic, it's that it can serve as a early warning, a wake-up call to get ready. If we start now, we can be ready for the next epidemic. Thank you. In a TED Talk five years ago, talking about getting ready for the next epidemic, which we are sort of in, if you want to call this a big major epidemic today. So he gives this TED Talk in in 2015. Um, Here's what I was saying about this email I received with the uninvestigated claims. I don't know if this is true, and I'm just giving it as an example of how someone like Bill Gates could profit off of a global pandemic. So Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is the doctor spearheading this in our country with President Trump, he authorized millions of dollars to be sent to this lab in Wuhan, where now people are like the U.S. intelligence is now thinking it did not come from a wet market. Now it came from a lab uh, in Wuhan, a viral lab, a huge viral lab over there, whether, again, it was re- released negligently or intentionally, don't know that, but it came, they're thinking it came from that lab where Dr. Anthony Fauci had authorized millions to be sent. Uh, and so then the drug that's being touted as the cure for COVID is uh, called uh, Remsdivir, I think it's pronounced. It's made by a company called Gillian. It's being touted as the cure for COVID. China holds the patent on this drug through a subsidiary called Unit Aid. You can go to Unit's Aid website. They're a global health organization. Their office is near Wuhan, China. And who are the main financial investors in Unit Aid? But George Soros, Bill Gates, and the World Health Organization. Okay, so if you just follow that little progression there, Bill Gates talking about epidemics, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci sending millions to this lab where the virus came from, uh, the, the drug that's being touted as the cure is owned by a Chinese, Chinese patent under a sub, subsidiary of unit aid, and that, and that company's big investor is Bill Gates. Again, don't know if that's true, have not investigated, but just giving you it as an example of how someone like Bill Gates, there could be a profit incentive, motivation, or personal gain of money or, or other, whatever else, uh, why he wants to vaccinate every person in the world. So health, safety, and security, number one. Personal gain number two. Number three, what might be motivating Bill Gates is just his worldview. He, he wants to, Bill Gates, and again, I don't, this is speculation, but he may have a, a grand vision of reordering the world away from nation states where there's lots of division, you know, trying to get back to, you know, pre confusion at the Tower of Babel, a globalistic 
world where there can be using science and data, there can be strong control for people. I'm, I'm sure in Bill Gates' minds for very good purposes to really help people where they can't be helped. Um, you know, he wants to reorder this world and whatever it takes to get there, a universal vaccination, capturing data uh, in, in implanting a biological chip. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, in other words, he is a he is a unwitting or maybe witting. We don't know. Uh, tool of Satan to get to the end times. It, it could be that nefarious. I don't know. I'm not going to say that about Bill Gates. You might meet him and think he's the nicest person in the world. Uh, don't know. But those are some ideas as to why he would want to have such an ambitious project to uh, vaccinate every person in the world. But here's the fact. Here's what we do know. Bill Gates spends his life and his money on basically three things now, on universal vaccination, on population reduction, and I'll just play the sound, uh, sound bite of, of that and coming up on the program if we have time. He's really into that. And finally, he also spends it on data gathering, biological IDing of people, cryptocurrency, this kinds of things. So why does all this matter? Why are we covering Bill Gates today and that he wants to vaccinate every person in the world? Well, it matters because of this question that I think every Christian should be pondering. How do we move from our current state in the world that we're in right now to what the Bible describes in Revelation 13 with the rise of the Antichrist and the false prophet, the global government? How does that actually take place? We're living in a world that's that's globalistic. There's a lot of global uh, cooperation. The world's interconnected, of course, but there's still nation states. You know, there, there were still individual countries around the world. How do we transition or how does this world transition into what Revelation 13 describes as a very much of a central leadership structure in the world uh, by a single leader? But maybe he has underlings over 10 regions of the world or something. But how do we get to that? to that point. You see it a little bit in the European Union right now, where there's a unified countries in Europe, but this is what's described in Revelation 13 is much more on a completely global scale. Now, I'm going to read Revelation 13, uh, just a portion of it, to give you an idea of, of where the world is going. And by the way, this is not a conspiracy theory, Revelation 13. This isn't allegory or metaphor or symbolism. or No, this is exactly, the, the Bible is true. It claims to be true, and and the the prophecy of revelation is of things yet to come. It's not intended to be some story for life lessons. This is actually a real prophetic uh, perspective, not even a perspective, a, a factual uh, statement of where things are going to go in the world in the future, sometime in the future. So that's what we're trying to figure out: is how do we go from now, from here to there, as Bill Hybels like to say? How do we go from here? To there. Revelation 13 says, and the dragon, this is Satan, so there is a little bit of, you know, uh, metaphor in here, because he's referred to as uh, the dragon. This dragon stood on the sand of the lake shore. Then I saw a beast, this is the Antichrist, coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads. Now, keep in mind, this is a little difficult to interpret. This is obscure. This is prophecy. We have to understand as much as we can here. Ten horns and seven heads stands for for kingdoms and leaders. I won't get into all the specifics of it, but and on his horns were ten diadems, and on his heads were blasphemous names. And the dragon, Satan, gave him, the Antichrist, his power and his throne and his great authority. I saw one of his heads as if it had been slain, and his fatal wound was healed. Isn't that interesting? He's been healed of something. And the whole earth was amazed and followed after this beast, the Antichrist. They worshipped Satan, the dragon, because he gave his authority to the Antichrist, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast, and who is able to wage war with him? There was given to him a mouth speaking arrogant words and blasphemies, and authority to act for 42 months, that's three and a half years, was given to him. And he opened his mouth in blasphemies against God, to blaspheme his name in his tabernacle, that is, those who dwell in heaven. The 42 months, I would understand Scripture to be that that's the second half of that seven-year tribulation period before Jesus comes uh, to reign, to return and reign. It also was given to him, this is the beast, to make war with the saints, with believers, and to overcome them. This is These are those who are saved during that tribulation period. 
and authority over every tribe and people and tongue and nation was given to him. This is a global, global leader. All, all who dwell on the earth will worship him. Everyone whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of life uh, of the lamb who has been slain. So everyone is going to follow after this, this world leader, except those who have been saved will not. Now, then I saw another beast, Revelation 13, 11. This is the false prophet. This is going to be a world religious leader that, that aids, helps, is the, the sidekick of the Antichrist. I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. He exercises all the authority of the first beast of the Antichrist uh, in his presence, and he makes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed. In other words, you have this false religious leader who, because there's so many, quote, religious people in the world, people just have this desire inside themselves to be religious, right? We have a God-shaped vacuum. People worship because we're created to be worshipers. That doesn't mean we worship the truth. We worship, many people worship the wrong thing, false religion, but we're worshipers. And so they need to have a false prophet to lead the religious people in the world to help them worship the Antichrist. Um, Where am I here? Um, And it was given to him the false prophet, to give breath to the image of the beast, so that the image of the beast would would even speak and cause as many who do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. I have to skip to the end here. Uh, The beast gives uh, may be given, and he causes all, the small and the great, and the rich and the poor, and the free men and the slaves, to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and he provides that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who is understand calculate the number of the beast. His number is 666. We'll be back after this. Who is George Soros and what does he believe? Are you religious? No. Do you believe in God? No. Soros told the independent newspaper in Great Britain... It is a sort of disease when you consider yourself some kind of God, the creator of everything. But I feel comfortable about it now since I began to live it out. Soros spends his billions to transform America into godless socialism. Be informed about him and the organizations he funds by ordering this George Soros resource bundle, which includes a 60-minute DVD, 60-page book, and 16-page follow-the-money chart and guide for a donation of $50 or more to the Christian worldview. To order, call one 646 2233 or write to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331, or visit thechristianworldview.org. That's thechristianworldview.org. Be sure to take advantage of two free resources that will keep you informed and sharpen your worldview. The first is the Christian Worldview Weekly Email, which comes to your inbox each Friday. It contains a preview of the upcoming radio program, along with need-to-read articles, featured resources, special events, and audio of the previous program. The second is the Christian Worldview Annual Print Letter, which is delivered to your mailbox in November. It contains a year-end letter from host David Wheaton and a listing of our store items, including DVDs, books, children's materials, and more. You can sign up for the weekly email and annual print letter by visiting thechristianworldview.org or calling 1-888-646-2233. Your email and mailing address will never be shared, and you can unsubscribe at any time. Call 1-888-646-2233, or visit thechristianworldview.org. Today's broadcast of The Christian Worldview was previously aired. Yeah, final segment of the day as we discuss who is Bill Gates and why does he want to vaccinate every person in the world? The short answer to that is we don't know his personal motivation, but the effort to do so gives people, gives governments or whoever is in charge vast control and knowledge of every person in the world. And it takes them right to Revelation 13, where unless you have this vaccination, unless we know who you are, Uh, You're not going to be able to travel. You're not going to be able to go to this event if you haven't been vaccinated. You're not going to be able to buy or sell, uh, depending on who you are, your social credit system. And it's the safest way to know who you are is to have a chip uh, embedded in you 
uh, because credit cards can be lost or stolen and ID cards can be forged and everything else. So Bill Gates, why this is important is Bill Gates is a genius with technology, computers, and now he's getting into the health, which impacts every single person. Really, you know, computers, you know, only about what? A couple, maybe half the world uses a computer or a cell phone or whatever it is, but every single person in the world uh, has a body and, and health to take care of. So we read in Revelation 13 about where the world is going at some point, how to, going from that's where it's going to go with this global leader, and he's going to make people take a mark. And, and the, na- the number of this man is 666, and we don't know exactly what that means or how that's going to, to play out. It's going to have something to do with that. So I came across a patent uh, that was recently put in in March 26th of this year on a, on a website called Patentscope. Now, I'll, I'll post this on the ChristianRealView.org, and you can research it for yourself. It's very interesting, and it's a place where it's like a patent portal where all the patents around the world are, are, are put online. And again, you have to research it for yourself. And this particular patent was put on by none other than Microsoft Technology Light Licensing. Uh, from Redmond, Washington, where Microsoft is is headquartered. And the title of the patent is called Cryptocurrency System Using Body Activity Data. Now, it's a little technical, but it's something to do with human body activity associated with a task provided to be a user to a user, maybe used in a mining process of a cryptocurrency system. From what I understand of this, it's like some way that your body is able to use currency. Cryptocurrency is an online digital currency. It's not, it's not sourced to any particular currency of a country. It's a, it's a trading currency online. It's becoming more and more popular. So it's, it's a way of buying and selling, basically, through your body activity data. I'm not sure how that plays out, but we'll, we'll put it online. I just thought the patent number itself was very interesting. The patent number is this, W O. 2020. And the patent number is 060606. I'll let you uh, decide what you want to do with that particular coincidence. Bill Gates, let me say in summary today, is is not the Antichrist. I don't believe I'm not saying that at all. He's not the beast. We're not in, you know, the tribulation right now. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is Christians need to be alert, uh, understand the times, for technologies and people who are providing the money, the brain power, and the technology for the world to get there so that Christians aren't deceived like, oh, this is a wonderful thing. I heard Nancy Pelosi talking recently about what's the most important thing for COVID-19. Is it treating people who are sick? No. Listen to what he says. Senate Democratic leader Schumer and I last weekend called for further action to put families first. Today, we are passing a bill that does just that, the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. Now, who could be against the Families First Coronavirus? I mean, that just sounds so wonderful. What are they going to do? Which is focused directly on providing support for America's families, who must be our first priority. The three most important parts of this bill are testing, testing, testing. This legislation... Okay, testing, testing... I remember I actually watched that on team. I thought, wait now, testing? Is it, all, all we want to know is who has the coronavirus? I mean, we don't want to treat them. But why so much emphasis on testing? Because, well, when you get tested, then your your information goes into the healthcare database. And now we know who has it and who doesn't. And then you can use that data to say, well, if you haven't had it and you haven't had the vaccine, now we can, by law, regulate what you can do and cannot do. You see how that works? This is exactly what Bill Gates is per- pat- providing the pathway for Nancy Pelosi wants to do it in America. Bill Gates wants to vaccinate every single person in the world and be able to track them. So as with any invention or idea, it can be used for good things. There's always a perceived benefit or convenience. You know, think about the credit card. Well, you don't need to carry cash anymore. Cash carries germs. You know, cash can be stolen. Then they found out, well, credit cards can be stolen. The number can be stolen. Your identity can be stolen. A phone can be stolen or compromised, but your body cannot be. So when you vaccinate everyone, you keep track of that. You plant something on them that carries that 
vaccination, that they've been vaccinated everywhere. You teach them, you you implant how they can use buy and sell with cryptocurrency as that patent uh, is saying, whoa, you've just gone from now directly into setting the stage for Revelation 13. There's really nothing you shouldn't leave the program today as saying this is a conspiracy theory. Hope everything's been factual and we would be glad to correct anything that we've said that's non-factual in the program today. If you just respond to us, we're very glad to do that. We're into truth and honesty here. But this is where the Bible says things are going. And Bill Gates has gotten himself into this new business that goes beyond putting personal computing into everyone's hands. He's gone into the the business of vaccinating every person in the world. Because like I mentioned earlier, if you can heal the world of their diseases, you have just elevated yourself to the status of Jesus because that's what he did when he was walking the earth. He didn't heal everyone, but those he chose to heal, it authenticated who he was, that he is the son of God and the savior of mankind. Who else can this be that can raise a dead man, who can heal a sick man, uh, who can do all these and who can make uh, bread out of out of uh, make thousands, feed thousands of people with five loaves of bread. Who can do this? No one else has been able to ever do or even make the claims of Jesus. But someone like Bill Gates will be elevated to not his status, but nearly that kind of status. Is he if he's able to do the kind of health initiatives that he wants to. So Christians. Be aware of the signs of the time. People are going to be easily deceived into the Antichrist system. It'll all be on the basis of your safety. It's for your security. It's for your benefit. It makes life so convenient. It's going to promise all those things, even prosperity and a better future. But it will be ushering in this Revelation 13, a kind of hell on earth. But the good news is Jesus will return, just as the Bible says he is in Revelation. He's going to crush this rebellion against him, and he will reign for a thousand years. Every knee, it says in Philippians 2, will bow of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the, of the Father. You can bow willingly now to him and be saved, but you will bow later if you don't now, but it will be unwilling at that point. Thank you for joining us today on the Christian Worldview radio program. We do live in a changing and challenging world. This is unbelievable stuff. But there is one thing we can always hope in and count on. Jesus Christ and his word, they're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Until next weekend, everyone, think biblically and live accordingly. We hope today's broadcast turned your heart toward God, his word, and his son. To order a CD copy of today's program or sign up for our free weekly email or to find out how you can be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, go to our website, thechristianworldview.org or call us toll-free at 1-888-646-2233. The Christian Worldview is a weekly one-hour radio program that is furnished by the Overcomer Foundation and is supported by listeners and sponsors. Request one of our current resources with your donation of any amount. Go to thechristianworldview.org or call us toll-free at 1-888-646-2233 or write to us at Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. That's Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. Thanks for listening to The Christian Worldview. Until next time, think biblically and live accordingly.